Welcome back to another episode of Catch-Ups in My Kitchen with me, Georgia Simmons, founder of Greedy Vegan and host of the podcast. This week we are joined by Savannah, who is known on social media as the Confused Indian Girl, so she could basically post whatever she wanted and no one would ever see it. This didn't really go to plan as her social media completely blew up as she now has 121,000 followers on Instagram and 90,000 on TikTok in just a couple of years. Savannah has grown on social media as a result of showing us her running streak, as Savannah has run every day for 675 days. I have been following Savannah for a while now and have absolutely loved watching her daily runs and so I thought I need to get this girl on the podcast and hear her journey. This is an incredible episode where we dive into the core of why Savannah started running, how the running streak has become her career and quite literally changed her life. I loved this episode, so I really, really hope you do too. And as always, have a lovely rest of your day. Savannah, welcome to my kitchen. Thank you so much for coming. How are you? I'm excited, a little bit nervous. <laughs> how are you feeling after the marathon? I'm so sore, like so, so sore. And I didn't realize how sore I'd be. This is the worst I've ever been. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not surprised. It's brutal and also... I mean, you do a lot of running anyway, which we'll get to, but like that is just extremely testing on top of everything else as well. Like, yeah, I can only imagine the pain that you're in right now. To start off with, can you give us a quick elevator pitch on who you are and what you do? Sure. Um, I am Savannah. (laughs) (laughs) I go as confused Indian girl on TikTok, which actually made it confusing Indian girl so that no one would ever find me like I made my account that so that no one would ever figure out who I was and then it just kind of accidentally grew um I run every day I run a minimum of a mile every day so like a lot of people mess me and be like aren't you having recovery I'm like I do like on on the days I really don't feel like it I would just do a slow short mile and feel myself recovering and it does really work for me um and I guess running every day has kind of become my full-time job now I kind of content create on Instagram and TikTok and I've been loving it I love that I mean I do follow you so I do watch your (laughs) runs every single day and I love it does it make you want to get out yes I love it you know I actually tend to watch TikTok this is really random I watch TikTok the most when I'm like getting ready for my day I'm in the bathroom I'll put my phone up and TikTok will just be in the background so I'm just there like watching your runs as I'm like getting ready for the day and I'm like oh yeah I need to get out there I need to do my exercise I watch your run before sleep at night Really? It's really bad, yeah. And it'll be like 12, 12 o'clock at night and then it'll be 3 a.m. And I'll be like, oh, I've only got, I've got to go to sleep right now. What am I doing? Yeah. How has it gone three hours? Yeah. I know, it's crazy. So we're going to start with a quick fire round about all things food. Sure. So, sweet or savoury? Sweet. Juicy burger or overloaded salad? Oh, burger. Crisps or popcorn? Popcorn, but with like sweets mixed into it. Yes, <laughs> love that. Ice cream or sorbet? Ice cream. Cook in or eat out? Cook in. And what's your favourite delivery? Be, be cooked in for. Oh, good one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that change. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and favourite delivery? Favourite delivery? Yeah. I never get takeaways, ever. ever I ever. love it when people say this. Yeah, I've never. had a few people who say this on the podcast and I'm like, yes. Yeah, why, why not? Because I was really lucky to be brought up with a mum that could afford to cook really good whole foods and I wasn't really allowed many of them, many takeaways growing up. Mm. And so I just never really learned to have them. I love pizza, but I would just never have it as a takeaway. Just 
a cooked meal is always my go-to. I agree. Yeah. I also feel like at the time of wanting a takeaway... By the time I get it, it's too late. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm but ravenous, also, yeah. you get it and you're like, oh, that's not really hit the spot I thought yeah. it was going to hit. Like, yeah. Oh, and I end up going into my cupboards and adding stuff anyway. Yeah. So I'm like, what am I doing? It's a problem. And like, have you noticed at the moment, like, okay, so recently I have, I have had a look at like Uber Eats and delivery. And whenever I go to check it out, it's like an hour 40 to deliver. And I'm like, and then no. I'm full on crisps by the time my boyfriends have turned up and I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm over it now. Yeah. Like, no. I, yeah, I yeah. agree. So I want to go back. So about 675 days ago. <laughs> I feel like I may have got that right. I'm not sure. I think so. When you, before you started your running streak. Mm-hmm. What was life like then? Give me a bit of background onto like Savannah then. As in who I was, what I was doing, or who my I, fitness? Who I, yeah, both. What you were up to, what you were doing, okay. what your job was maybe at the time, okay. and fitness. Um, so smack bang in the middle of lockdown. Um, was living with my boyfriend and his little boy. I had just been sacked <laughs> from oh, a job. Um, in fact... I was quite new to living with my partner and his little boy. So there were all the emotions and getting used to being a stepmom and that kind of thing, which I don't actually know if I'm allowed to say. Sometimes I refer to myself as a stepmom and people get a little bit upset. Sometimes people think it's disrespectful because oh. I don't live with my partner and his little boy. Um, so I don't know what the correct terminology is, but I was struggling mentally with that. I think a lot of people will really quickly be like children are a gift and completely discount what parents might be feeling and children are an incredible gift but I hadn't learned how to look after after one I was incredibly selfish I didn't know how to be around a child um and I struggled mentally with that and having had just lost my job Mm. and the way I coped with that was by getting out for a short walk that slowly turned into a jog um but it definitely wasn't a run streak at that point. It was just like getting out of the house and dealing with my emotions at that point. Definitely. I think also you you didn't sign up for that current situation. Like this could sound strange, but you know, you're with your boyfriend and like you met him and like you left his company and you guys really connected and you got together and like he had a son and like that's perfectly fine. But like, you know, you, you're not used to that and you didn't, you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And you don't know how that's going to affect you or how that's going to be. And like, it is challenging. Like children are challenging. They're growing into their set themselves and like they're growing up and that's a challenge. Yeah. So I can imagine it's quite a lot to deal with. At the time you're like, oh, that's great. How exciting. Like, what's his name? You know? Exactly. And then you're like, oh, wow. Like it's very different. The con- Like in your head, the thought of living with a child is very different to actually living with a child. Like I see a lot of my friends right now are just desperate to have a baby. And I, I always warn them how, <laughs> like, I mean, I have the most minimal experience, but it's very different to what you think it's going to be. It's a lot yeah. of hard work. It's not as romantic as you think it's going to seem because this, this small person comes be- before you and your partner. Yeah. And I, we were still in the honeymoon phase. We, we were still dating effectively but then lockdown happened and we were kind of thrust together um Mm. and I like admittedly I was in my selfish girl era like I was completely putting me first so it was and as a woman you kind of naturally I mean maybe maybe not everyone but I I kind of put everything about my partner and his child before me so I very much took a back seat especially because I didn't have a job anymore Mm. so I was just like well I'm not important right now. Let me just try and give them the best experience. Let me try and be a good potential wife and mum. And I just completely lost myself in the process. And everywhere, I, I remember I would go on these online forums 
about like how do I deal mentally with just become with just becoming a stepmother and all these forums all the comments would be like you're an awful person children are a gift like get over it you're you're on the planet to like help look after kids like and stuff like that and I just remember being like I can't communicate with anyone about the situation wow. that I'm in and I felt so lost and I couldn't tell anyone what I was feeling because I had no like I, I love these people I love my partner and his little boy they're my family but I just had no way of coping with it no one else was in my situation there was no online information about how to deal with it mentally my family weren't necessarily behind me yeah so it was a lot that's a challenge yeah that is a real challenge and also you meet your partner and you see him in a certain light and way and then suddenly you see him being a dad and you're like yeah whoa like we weren't ready for that yeah and but you're not doing that with me you're doing that with your son yeah and like yeah, you see him in a, in a different character, which is very like mature, like jumped five hundred steps kind of yeah. character, and you're like, wow, this is this is crazy. It's weird because I do see myself as his stepmom. Like I, I love, mm. I love him wholeheartedly. Like he's mine, and I'm territorial of him, and we have the best relationship. But I also didn't choose to be pregnant, so I didn't have that time to get used to or learn to be a mum. Yeah. So when I was thrown into a home where I like because I didn't have a job I was cooking I was cleaning I was like I fully took on the stereotypical mother's role yeah um I like I plummeted so deeply like I remember there was a couple days where I'd just be lying in bed and our little boy would come in and I I would just be like on the bed crying and he was just so used to it like he just like walked past me like la 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 and he was just so used to me being like that down wow gosh it like for the like I reckon for like three or four months of lockdown that's I was just such a felt lost yeah definitely yeah. and what was the job that you were in before that you got fired from I was just in a marketing role I I guess I since I left uni I've pretty much always been in SEO which is search engine optimization it's, mm-hmm. more, it's I wasn't very good at it it's quite <laughs> <boring>. <laughs> okay it's weird how everything happens for a reason yeah. isn't it yeah. so you started off with these walks they turned into jogs yeah and then what was the moment where you were like I'm gonna continue this and I'm gonna continue it every single day I remember posting this on on my Instagram story actually I remember posting like I just hit three weeks I might keep going see how I can get how far I can get and then it got to like a month and I was like I might keep going and I I got to six months until I was like oh this is this is something but I think because I never like I I really don't ever do anything that I don't want to do like even for my marathon training plan there was all these speed workouts planned if I didn't want to do them I just wouldn't yeah. So I never felt in a position where I was hard done by or I, that I was really pushing myself to do training that would turn me off to the sport. Um, and I'm, I still love it. Yeah. Like, I really amazing. enjoy it. Yeah. What was your exercise routine or before? before? I'd always been like a gym goer. Yeah. Um, but probably two, three times a week until lockdown hit. Just very normal, just like I've, I've always liked being active I've always been the kind of girl that if you were like let's go camping I would go camping if I was if you wanted to go hiking I'd go hiking like I'm always really keen to be outside mm. but just wasn't necessarily skilled in anything fine just but was just always happy to get moving yeah um but I wouldn't say like my family and friends definitely wouldn't consider me athletic yeah <laughs> I definitely okay. wasn't that girl <laughs> amazing and what about your social media at that mm. time were you very active on social media? Not at all. What was your following like? Just kind of like normal like school friends, like yeah, a few hundred, like yeah, 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 yeah. Me from school, yeah. Okay, amazing. So then you started kind of documenting your journey. You kind of started documenting your runs, or yeah, and it just how did it increase? How did when was the moment that things started to kind of snowball slightly? 
it, oh, do you know what? It's really weird. Like, I think even to this day, sometimes we're like, how did that happen overnight? Like, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> there'll be like a tiny, like, actually not a tiny, like a pretty significant increase. And I'll be like, why has that happened over the last few days? Why is that happening to me? Like, I'm, I'm still so shocked by it. Um, but I'd say really significantly this December, this Christmas just gone was just crazy. Yeah. It is amazing how we're in this world of social media where things can just yeah. happen without you really realizing what's going on yeah, I had no idea what was going on so <laughs> how was the process of the running every day on your body so I know I mean I don't run every day mm. but I love running okay. and for me it's a massive like escape probably literally the reason why you started like it's an incredible escape you you get time to think mm. and but I know when I was training for the marathon which didn't end up happening um I was like what we won't talk about that (laughs) sensitive topic um I was like wow like I can really feel it on my on my body my body was like aching different places and obviously it's not great for your knees and great for joints and people say oh it's not very good for you Mm. and how did your body find it do you know what everyone's body is completely different right I, I think run streaks are the stupidest thing on the planet like I, I don't think everyone should do them I think I think it's dumb and I think everyone needs recovery of course they do but I started it accidentally and I got months down the line without any pain and all of a sudden I was just like why would I let other people's template guide my fitness regime and I was like if this works for me this works for me this works for me really well mm. I also genuinely I probably so I work out seven days a week right I run every day it's probably one of those workouts that I push myself so it's only once a week that I might have doms or might might push myself to actually getting breathless or I do really it is just a bit of a plod that like for example this morning um was a little bit in my head was a little bit nervous to come meet you was a little bit sore from the marathon and I was like I just need a 10 minute shake out and I was going so slow like it was almost a fast walk so yeah I'm not going to need any recovery from that most people will do 10,000 steps a day this to me seems less aggressive that like doing a 10 minute jog seems less aggressive than that mm. and also you have to understand that I work from home I don't have a commute I don't cook for anyone I don't clean for anyone I don't live with any kids I don't I, nothing else I do is taxing on my body other people will be doing their two hourly commute and then wonder why they can't work out like I don't have any of that mm. so of course, it's a good thing for me to be getting out every day for at least 10 minutes you know so true it's different and the rules of your streaks mm. I was doing a bit of research on like running streaks and streaks mm. in general I didn't really realize they were a thing because I think yeah. they are a thing people do I didn't realize either. Yeah, I didn't realize are, it yeah. was a thing I just yeah. I I saw actually someone sent me your account once and I was following it straight away and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> but I just thought that was unique to you. I didn't know that a streak was like a thing. But people have rules for their streaks. So you have to put these rules in place. Yeah. What are your rules? Um, a mile. Right. I like this question actually. So the minimum I have to do is a mile. Um, I It can't be part of a workout class. So like if I would go to Barry's or something, I would still have to go do the mile. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't have to be in sports gear to do it. I just have oh. to get a mile done because I don't want it to be interruptive of my life. Like, I w- for example, if I had a stupidly early flight and I'm in jeans and I'm at the airport, I'm probably going to jog around a mile around the airport just like anyone would to catch their flight, right? The point yeah. is just to like shake off, sort of sweat a little bit and just think, yeah. clear my head. Yeah. Um, so it is really not restrictive at all. Like I'm not sprinting anywhere. No, fine. So it's just a mile. Yeah. That's it. Every day. Yeah, that's it. That's it. The minimum, yeah. 
Amazing. And do you still do, you mentioned berries, for example, mm-hmm. do you still do those workouts as well? Like, yeah. And it's, and it works nicely within, obviously if you do a berries, you probably won't do, you know, 10 miles. You'll probably yeah, do your of one. Course, of course. Or, so I'm guessing you bend it to make it work around. If I was going to do like a berries, I'd probably just do a mile for a few days around it as well. Um, my favorite style of training is CrossFit. I prefer that style of training. Um, I like the environment of CrossFit. But again, if I was going to do CrossFit, then it'd probably just be a mile for a few days around that. Mm-hmm. But then CrossFit is quite interactive. You do have to speak to people. You have to be around people. So yeah. I do tend to find myself in a class and then needing to get away and needing to jog for 10 minutes to just like be by myself. Yeah, no, 100%. So obviously running and doing all the running that you've done, you could have learned a bit more about your body and how it, because you know, you said, you said at the beginning, it really works for me. Yeah. And it does, like everyone's body is different. So what have you learned about your body and how have you needed to change things like your diet or certain things like that in order to adapt to the running streak every day? I don't think, I, this is the first time in my life that I probably haven't had any restrictions towards eating anything. Um, I'm a little bit sensitive to dairy, so I try not to eat dairy before a run because the effects could be catastrophic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a massive sweet tooth, so I do tend to err towards like a pick a mix over a meal. <laughs> <laughs> but I posted the other day um, on my TikTok being like, in the lead up to the marathon, I'm going to try and just eat a little bit better because I'm, I, I do naturally tend to pick the processed foods. Like if it, it when you're, I just grab and go a lot. Um, and recently like there's been a lot more work available and I've been a little, little bit more rushed so I've just been picking up snacks so yeah I posted about that on my TikTok and a couple of girls commented saying don't be silly don't don't you shouldn't be worrying about your calories of all people and it made me really really upset because everyone on the internet seems to live in this place and think that girls are always trying to burn calories and that, that's what the issue is and that's not for mm-hmm. me I, I'm trying to fuel myself like I care about mac- macros and micros like it's it wasn't about trying to eat less calories it was trying trying to eat foods that were actually better for me like I, I do need the protein I do need the carbs I do need the fats I can't just be reaching for pick a mix all the time so it was more about the fact that like I am trying to be more aware of fueling myself better a hundred percent and like food affects the way that you feel in your body 100%. and you wanted to feel like your optimum so eating exactly. better wasn't meaning I'm going to eat lettuce leaves it exactly. was meaning I'm going to eat like whole foods and grains and sweet potato and I'm going to cook more and I'm going to try and exactly. but people always assume when a woman says that that they're saying I want to eat less calories and that wasn't the case at all yeah no 100% so you mentioned that you're like the less rest- restrictive you've ever been now mm. like have you had restrictive diets or restrictive thoughts in your past yes um when I was younger I try to look like everyone like mm. <laughs> I'd see a body I'd see a celebrity and try and mold myself to be like them when I was a lot younger um I went to a school whereby I was one of the only people of color um so to me growing up I thought that thin and blonde was the only way to be beautiful and I used to just do everything to try and make myself look like my peers at school mm. um and that was kind of exacerbated by the fact that I was quite physically bullied while I was at school. Um, really? Some of the girls put me in positions that, I mean, yeah, they were quite physical with their bullying. And it's it's really weird to, to still see them now. It's, it's weird because I'm almost 30 and it still really impacts me daily. So I feel like I definitely do need to, <laughs> to yeah. get into some therapy. But I don't have those restrictive thoughts anymore more because... 
I'm I'm not body positive. I don't love the way I look now. Like I I don't look in the mirror and think like, oh, you look great today. If anything, running the marathon, I had to just completely delete any care about my appearance and really focus on performing well. Mm. Um, if anything, I, I just don't have an opinion at the moment on yeah. the way I look. Like I, I'm not someone that really spends a lot of time looking in the mirror. I'm not someone that has much of a makeup routine or anything. I don't put much care into the way that I look because it really is about the way I move. And yeah. like, for me, like feeling like clean and hygienic and moving really well is really important. De- definitely. Isn't it interesting how people will follow you and be like, I want to look like Savannah. I mean, I hope Does that's it, not the case. But yeah. doesn't that, doesn't that yeah. make you think, isn't that crazy? Because yeah. you would have inspired so many people yeah. to move and they'll be like, wow, like I just want to be like that and look like they would they would think that like even though you you're like really like yeah. no I don't want them thinking like that but it's because you're promoting such a positive feeling and an outlook on just movement and feeling your best whether that's you know externally internally it's just like feeling your best self people will be so inspired by that so it's amazing how although you you know you're not massive on like your image and stuff people yeah. will look up to you and think wow I just want to look and be like that I've never really thought about that I, I hope no one looks at me and thinks that they want to look like me because it really isn't about that but I do I see what you're saying because I guess there's been times where I've looked at influencers and been like yeah I, I want I want to be a little bit more like them yeah but ultimately you've you've got what you've got you've got this you've only got one vessel to live your life in you've got to make the most of it right definitely definitely and actually something that I saw on your social media so I hope it's okay that I mention it sure. is you had a boo production yes yeah. and you're really yeah and you're really open about <laughs> yeah. it and firstly like loads of my friends have done the same and I think it's fantastic Mm. and I think it's really good thing to talk about as well because you hear a lot about people having boob jobs and getting it bigger and they want that but sometimes you don't hear enough about people saying actually no I wanted less yeah so what was your thoughts process for doing that um I'm actually considering a second one oh really yeah um so I was like my my whole life I just had these huge boobs like I think I was like a 10 year old with like pretty significant boobs like I just developed really early nothing really fit me I remember being like a teenager not really being able to wear like cute tops without just looking like I was getting my boobs out constantly um lived my teenage years with these ridiculous boobs kind of became known as being the girl with big boobs and really over sexualized like I found myself in some sticky sexual situations where I think always thought that I wanted sex because I just had my boobs out all the time and it wasn't the case at all I wanted to wear the cute tops that all my friends were wearing right um and maybe even probably had sexual experiences earlier than I would have liked because I was acting up to how people were perceiving you exactly exactly um then went to university and I tried to really reinvent myself at university. Tried to wear, I remember I'd wear like a lot of my brother's like big oversized tops and would generally wear like men's clothing because I really didn't want to be the girl with big boobs. Uh, and then realized that a breast reduction was an option. I was also moving to Spain for part of my degree. I moved to Spain for two years and I had some experience of being in Spain and realized that like it, it, I, traveling with my boobs out wouldn't have got me the best treatment. Right. So I spoke to my mum about it and she basically said that she would support me in getting, she basically, she paid for it. Mm. She then saw my boobs for the first time since I was 
like a little girl and she was shocked by how big they were and she like she absolutely wept because I'd, I'd hidden them for years and if I wouldn't speak to my mum about how big they were if anything I'd just bite her head off constantly because I didn't want anyone to get near me I wouldn't have boyfriends I wouldn't want anyone to touch me because I didn't want anyone to see or feel how big they were um had the breast reduction and it absolutely changed my life was able to travel didn't have to pack five million bras every time I went anywhere didn't have to think about whether or not I looked respectful when I went to different cu- countries um could wear the cute tops could wear a bikini for the first time in my life um could do sports for the first time in my life wasn't thinking that everyone was looking at me thinking about whether or not I was desperate for sex because I, I just I thought that's what people thought when they saw me with these massive boobs it's crazy isn't it how it's a natural feature but yeah how it does resemble so much there's so many connotations attached yeah. with boobs and having big boobs yeah. And Especially in an Indian family as well. Yes, a hundred percent. And it's crazy how that can make you feel so. Yeah, like I don't think insecure. my family realised. My family would always be like, "Don't wear a vest, Savannah. Please put them away." And like going to family events in the summer, and I, I think some one of um, a family member was like, "That's a bit slutty, isn't it?" And I remember being like a 13, 14 year old girl, being like, "Okay, so I just can't wear vests like everyone else." God, not it's as crazy. Anything wrong with being a slut. I'm a huge slut now. No. Like, when I was like 13, obviously that, that hits pretty hard. Yeah, and I you're like, saying that. wow, yeah. like I'm just wearing what I want to wear. Just in the summer, yeah. God, it's crazy. Yeah. But obviously you've had it now and it feels amazing and you're yeah. thinking of having another one. Yeah. How come? Because they were reduced to a B and they're around a double D again. Wow, um, so it, I, mean, I mean, it's amazing how that kind of happens. Super quickly, yeah. Well, this is probably the first place I'd gain weight. Um, and I see it as my weight fluctuates I see them grow so actually that's a really interesting running actually helps me to keep my breasts in check which mm. is something I love like yeah. as I gain weight my boobs get really unmanageable and I ideally wouldn't don't want to go under the knife again so it's a really good way of me keeping them a manageable size yeah it is um, interesting yeah yeah I mean boobs definitely do fluctuate lows and, and people comment on your boobs because they're right there all yeah. the time like I've had friends be like oh, yeah. your boobs are great and suddenly you're like oh yeah, you're and, you, and yeah. it's self-conscious because you're like, that wasn't my ten- intention. I wasn't thinking that yeah. I was putting them you out just today. Liked the way you looked today. I generally, just yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh wow, okay, that's just being said, and that's a, that's out there. Yeah, and it is a really private part of your body. Yeah, and but it's also a part of your body which people always comment on. And for guys, it is a sex symbol, isn't it? Of course. And so you're just like, oh my god, I feel so violated all the time. And I also think like I don't, I don't know many Indian girls I don't see many on social media I know have the ones in my family like I've met a few since coming to London but I don't really know anyone like me who's openly discusses their breasts mm. um, and I feel like if I had seen that growing up I'd have been a lot less embarrassed about how ridiculously large mine were so definitely I feel like it's just important to make them more of an open topic of conversation between women definitely and do you think it's a sign of like do do the Indian family find it disrespectful is it a sign of disrespect if you've got your boobs out I don't think they know what they think. No. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's really weird because no one re- no one in my family realised really when I had a breast reduction. I just got treated slightly less. Fine. It's like, it's like a subconscious thing. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. But then I guess naturally like I was wearing t-shirts and I just didn't look like my boobs were out constantly because they did look like they were out all the time but I couldn't help yeah. it. Yeah. No, it's amazing. It's really good to keep voicing it as well yeah. because so many people will be thinking the same thing but people might find like I don't know who to talk to or where I can go or how to talk about it so it is really interesting yeah so 
back to the running um obviously this has been a massive impact you probably wouldn't be able to run like you do now if you if you hadn't done it so has your running streak impacted your social life and have you had to make sacrifices I haven't had had to make sacrifices if anything I feel like I've learned so much more and become so much more of myself um I'm such an introvert I love being by myself I've never been someone that wants to go out out like I love small intimate groups I love going for coffee one-on-one I love going to a bar one-on-one like I love those random one-off nights with your boyfriend where it's just super intimate and you get really drunk and it's just the two of you Mm. um but my run streak, if anything, has allowed me to say no to things that I didn't want to go to anyway, and people yeah. aren't going to question it quite so much. Um, That's really good. And also, yeah. like, you can run on your own, which and I no love. one's going to be like, "Why are you on your own?" Yeah, like, which I love. Yeah, I always yeah. run on my own. I actually ran with um, the Adidas Running Club for the first time. It was. Good? It was I was a bit like, "What's what's going on? Like, why is yeah. everyone running together?" What, like, yeah. I, I think I might naturally have a competitive streak in me because suddenly I was a bit like oh my God, why is everyone running? Like, what's everyone doing? This is ridiculous. Yeah, what do I look like compared to everyone else? Yeah. That's the thing. Like, sometimes I consider starting like a running group or a running club, but then I worry about everyone coming together and measuring themselves against each other because the whole point is that I like to do it by myself and that I feel the most confident when I'm by myself running. So I'd never want to bring a group of people together and have them worrying about their paces or the way they look. Like, I'd rather at the moment create content that makes people feel good about themselves mm. or maybe just like informs them on the way I do certain things so that they can take something away and learn something yeah you know definitely I mean? definitely and how do you stay motivated let's say you went out and had a drunken night and had yeah. a load of fun you wake up like oh wow feeling it this morning yeah I've got to go on a run like how do you feel motivated it's 10 minutes yeah like the alternative is that I like I, I love tv I watch so much tv I'm obsessed with Netflix like I feel like it's a hereditary trait. Me and my dad are obsessed with watching TV. But <laughs> the alternative is I sit on my sofa for even longer and watch right. TV. And I just feel like it's now been 670-something days. It's so ingrained in me now to go get 10 minutes. Like I, it, You know, like when you don't brush your teeth, you just feel a bit fairer and a bit gross. Yeah. Now I just feel a bit gross if I don't do 10 minutes. Yeah, it's, like it's part just of so ingrained routine. in me. Yeah. And what's been the hardest run that you've had? I guess the hardest runs have generally been when they've interrupted other people's lives so for example at the moment like if my boyfriend's staying over and I'd have to like make him get earlier get up slightly earlier than he would like to actually that's a really good point it's really difficult to be the part the partner that gets up early to go exercise so I'm the one that interrupts my boyfriend's like pattern of sleep to be like I need to go get changed and go get this done and generally if he stayed up late or he has work commitments or anything I find it quite difficult to disrupt him I, don't, I can't think of any one in specific, yeah. No, that's really true, actually, because you kind of feel maybe slightly guilty, yeah. but you're like, no, 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 this is me, this is what I'm doing, and I'm yeah. not changing that because this is part of my life. But you're like, sorry, like, yeah. you need to get out now. Yeah, but I think I think it's really important to continue to put yourself first. In those Definitely. Because you would if you were living by yourself. You would continue to better yourself and do something for yourself. So I think it's, again... I always tell myself that I'm important and I've got and I've got to go do this for me and I can't be putting him ahead of my personal health and fitness. Definitely, definitely. I think it's a really important point to make because even in a relationship, yes, there's now two of you. Mm. Yes, you're now, you wake up thinking about someone else as well as yourself, but yeah. ultimately no one's going to have your back more than yourself. Yeah. So you've got to put yourself first exactly. because anything can happen in the blink of an eye and you've always got to be the one to back you. A hundred percent. And it is quite an interesting point to make because I think a lot of people do suddenly rely wholly solely on someone yeah. and then 
it can be really tragic when things go wrong and yeah. I think yeah focusing on yourself is definitely key definitely and this one streak I didn't even realize it was doing that for me but I naturally in my relationship love to people please I love to do what he wants to do if he was like where do you want to go for dinner I'm naturally going to be like where do you where do you want to go we'll go do that and doing this run streak has allowed me to be like hang on let me go do this for 10 minutes Mm. and during that time I think about what I want think about how I'm feeling and then I always come back with an option an idea or feeling slightly better about myself so it's been it's been so good in helping me keep continue to be myself you know definitely definitely and my first question when we started this was kind of like what was your life before and we went Mm. through like your job and you got fired so now 675 <laughs> days later yeah. what's your life like now oh my goodness I don't know what's so up. different I'm sure yeah um it is kind of insane like I get to be creative every day I get to I've never I said that I was an introvert before like and I don't know if I was an introvert or maybe if I was just misunderstood but recently like so many people seem to get me and seem to come and be lovely to me and and I've never really had that experience before. Like my days are just filled with people being really respectful and excited and motivated to work out. And I have never felt this happy or creative. Um, I get to run and do cool things with cool brands and meet people every day that make me feel so great. And hopefully I make them feel good as well. Mm. Um, hopefully I am a little bit of representation for people that are a little bit like me as well definitely Um, definitely I also think one of my questions is about like kind of creating content and like how have you found your your not your niche in it but like I definitely think you you stamp your personality on your content and it's mm. so refreshing Mm. that your content is so like raw and like real and Mm. I think it's so refreshing and it's probably why you've been so successful because in the time that you've been running and everything the like strategy behind like TikTok and Instagram now yeah. is definitely becoming more like show the real you and raw, yeah. unfiltered, and and that's literally what you represent. Like yeah. you're so you, like you're like running <laughs> and like you're filming it, and it's very much like in the now, in the moment. It's not yeah. like edited or like polished. Yeah. So how have you found the content creating process, and like how have you kind of put your spin on everything? That's actually really interesting. My boyfriend said to me, I think it was the day before yesterday. He was like, "You spent your whole life not feeling." very light or not feeling like you particularly fit into a group and he was like how does it feel that now like that's working for you now like because mm. I've I don't have like a big group of friends I've always I always feel uncomfortable walking into a group I don't feel like I really fit into like yeah I, I just feel so weird and so different and just segregated I don't, I don't know but mm. I've always been completely me like I'm I'm always sharing things that are genuinely happening to me. Like I talk, I gen- I talk about my dandruff. I talk about shitting myself. I talk about things that are actually happening that people shouldn't be embarrassed about. Yeah. And people seem to not hate it. People are probably relieved. Like, yeah. oh, thank goodness someone's talking about this yeah. because it's not spoken about enough. And people, yeah. I'm sure if you did a running club or something. Yeah. I'd love to do be... like a hot girl walk and brunch maybe. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, because you would be like, wow, what where has this community come from like where have you guys been hiding like oh I can't believe it like I think you'll be so overwhelmed yeah with the people that would turn up and be, you'll be there and you're like hope so. wow this it- is the first time that I felt like solidly like I have a good group of friends like my dms are I have so, so many incredible people every day just mm. being like hey are you okay are you good did you go for your run today just people I've never met before and I'm like oh Maybe I'm not that bad or that weird because these people are actually being lovely to me. 100%. <laughs> I mean, one of my questions was, what's your running streak taught you? 
but I guess it's like it sounds kind of weird me saying it but I guess kind of like loving yourself it's teaching me to who I am mm. 100% I figure that out a little bit incrementally every day and I guess it's because you put yourself in a technically quite an uncomfortable position by running every single day yeah like you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone every single day and you hear people people say like you're not going to improve yourself unless you put yourself out of your comfort zone yeah and that's literally what you've done like yeah. subconsciously like you put yourself in a really sometimes painful position yeah. but you're never going to improve in yourself in if you don't do that exactly it, actually just before i started the run streak my mum said i can't remember what book it's from um so let me know if you know might be atomic habits or something but she effectively said you've got to start doing something little every single day she was like I don't care what it is just do something Mm. whether it be 10 minutes of a book whether like I don't she was like I don't care what it is but you need to find your thing and so I literally just started going on these little jogs and it's just it's crazy it's tiny and it's something that I want to apply to everything in my life like you don't need to be going doing these like two-hour study sessions like two-hour workouts you can just spend 10 minutes a day working on something very incrementally and you will get better at it you will start to enjoy it more Mm. you will develop you know yeah a hundred percent I think also it's like setting real goals like 10 minutes is fine yeah you can do that that. like it's like for me I was trying to kind of TikTok was happening and I was a bit like oh like I'm not on it and like I'm struggling to find the time and I was like if I just post one video yeah like 10 seconds 15 seconds every day it'll be fine 100 percent and I think also I I don't really consume anyone else's content like it is very much just me Mm. and I think there, there are all these accounts that tell you how to strategize, how to create content. You genuinely just do what feels good, do what feels natural. Yeah. And hopefully people will like you. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And now touching back onto diet quickly, mm. have you had to change the way that you eat in order to support your running and stuff? I mean, I know I watched some of your videos about like yeah. eating breakfast really early, yeah. that kind of thing. And like, I struggle with that. No, like, I, I do, I do. I do. I, I I'm generally not really a breakfast person. I don't really... I like eating breakfast food, but I'd rather eat it for like lunch or dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if I wasn't running, I'd probably be someone that started eating at like 11, 12. Like I don't really get hungry in the morning. I'd love to have five coffees instead. Yeah. Um, but since running, I definitely do have to eat little and often, more often. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't do three meals a day. I definitely eat like 12 small ones. It just right. feels better for me. Yeah. But then again, I live by myself. I don't really like, I imagine if I lived with my partner again, then I would have to alter that. So I'm just, I'm very much just doing what feels good for me and my body right now. Yeah, I think that's so important as well because people are always like, oh, like everyone's really quick to advise. Yeah. Like, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to hit this and that and the other. And you're like, that doesn't work for me. Like, I'm not a massive snacker. I'm very much a three meal a day person. That's it. And like, snacking just doesn't really work for me I'm like I don't know what I'm eating like, where, yeah. where's a snack like yeah. what, when what do I eat is it sweet is it savory I don't, I don't know <laughs> so yeah I guess it's just very much like what works for you do it yeah. and don't really overthink exactly too much about yeah. it but it took me time to get to this point right and I, I'm still very much figuring it out yeah and I think it's great to own that as well mm. like sometimes people will think naturally like oh she's got it to get together like yeah. she knows the ins and outs about no the idea. best diet for her for running and hey guys a quick note from me on greedy vegan as always i love to share a bit about greedy vegan and how it can work for you so if you are trying to figure out how to try new plant-based products and get more into your diet i would really recommend trying our discovery box where we surprise you with 30 pounds worth of products to your door and it's a really great way to try new brands and to see what works for you so check it out at www 
greedyvegan.uk and let me know what you think. I don't speak about that really. Mm. Like I, I'll show me having a breakfast because I think it's worthwhile people seeing that I do eat because I, I post so much exercise. But actually something that I haven't really discussed is that for my first, the first marathon I did, I didn't eat anything before and I actually ate during the marathon. I fueled during the marathon and then for this one, I ate loads before and I ate slightly less throughout and both worked really well for me. I w- it, was just, it was something, I didn't want to speak about it after doing the first one because I knew people would be like, oh, she's doing this for the calories and that wasn't that at all. And then this, now that I've tested both, both worked really equally well. Amazing. That's really interesting. Yeah. And how, what were you eating like during, during on your first one? So I had sweets on me and I had gels. Fine. And this time I had peanut butter, this peanut butter and toffee drops and I had gels throughout as well but both worked fine, worked fine. Yeah. amazing I always think that I'm always like oh, I don't know what I'd want to eat before because it's just like yeah. the thought of it but the point is that you don't need to be going off what everyone else tells you like you really do have to figure out what works for your body yeah a hundred percent I think you're such an advocate of that as well yeah. because it is just like everything that's kind of just stumbled and happened yeah. and you haven't been planning it you haven't you didn't write a goal being like yeah. I want to work with Lululemon and I want to, no. like, that wasn't your strategy. It was very much like, I'm going to better myself, run, yeah. make small incremental changes. Yeah. And look what's happened as a yeah. result. I think 100%. it's really refreshing to see that because everyone's like, if you put your mind to anything, you'll do it. Write your goals out, strategize. Da, 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 da. That was an accident. Yeah. No. I just, I, lo- I love the idea of people like meeting me or watching my content and coming away feeling better about themselves. Like, mm. I never want someone to come to meet my page or to meet me in person and, feel crap like that's not the point like I always want to excite people for life because I'm there was a point where I didn't feel excited at all I didn't want to do anything I didn't want to get up and go mm. um so I'm, I'm just hoping that yeah my content does that but like there's a Savannah who was in bed crying yeah to now yeah it's honestly and it's, it's amazing two, it's two years that difference like literally in the middle of lockdown the day that I started my run streak I started a course of antidepressants that week just I was I was so down really couldn't be doing anything and that savannah compared to this savannah is so different it is it's amazing yeah. it really is amazing so my last question is always the same and it is what would be your last meal so going back to food oh. i know it's really tough one so this one is starter main course and dessert oh interesting yeah am i by myself while i have this meal um there? you can be in any where you want to be you can with my brother then it's very different because my brother my brother loves fried calamari so i feel like i just would have to increment that somewhere okay somewhere um you can be wherever you want to be yeah (laughs) you can do whatever you want to do my brother to know that i'm always thinking about okay he's if you're listening (laughs) you be there um so starter oh i'm gonna go rogue for a starter, do you know what? I really, really like red Doritos. And I feel like that's not really a starter, but like I really love red Doritos. Is that like the chili heat wave? Yeah, like I really love them. Yeah. Would you have a dip with that or just be no, just on its own? Just love that. Absolutely raw dog them. Yeah, I love them. Okay. Um, and then for my main, I would do... Oh, I'm stressed. My <laughs> it's mom, a tough one. My mum's lamb curry. Good one. My, oh, it's unreal. Um, and it takes her like eight hours to prepare and get it all marinated and it's gorgeous. Yeah. And then for dessert, dessert would be twofold. Okay, that's great. I love this. <laughs> it would be sticky toffee pudding with custard. It has to be good custard. one. Yeah. And then a side order of picnics. 
I love that. I love that. You'd go off very happy if you yeah. had that. Yeah. Me I'd off. die happy then. I'd be so, I'd be fine. I love that. <laughs> Savannah, thank you so much for coming on. I see you me. running every day and now you're in my kitchen. It's a real honor to have you here. So thank, thank you. you so much. You're welcome to come running with me. Anytime. I will definitely take that up. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. And I really hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, if you could press the follow or subscribe button on whatever channel you're listening to this, that would make a huge difference to the growth of this podcast. We are really planning on taking this podcast to the next level and the support from you guys really does make a huge difference. But thank you guys so much again and see you next week.